I'm looking out the window right now in the, to the frozen tundra of Texas, and I'm thinking that it looks warmer out there than Glenn typically keeps the studio. That is, that's my reality every single day uh, doing this show, and that's why I love Grip6. Grip6 is a company that sells products so great, you'd know they were made in America, even if the company didn't tell you. They're a small business in Utah. They sell high-quality, made-in-the-USA belts and socks and wallets. These are They're going to last longer than any belt you've ever worn. The socks are super warm and not like thick. They're wool socks sourced in the United States. Everything they do is based here in the United States. And they do everything they can to give you the best product possible with a lifetime guarantee. This is a solid American company and with products you're going to love. Uh, do a favor uh, for America. Do yourself a favor. Shop American. Grip6 is as American as it gets. Right now, their Valentine's Day sale is going on. You can buy one, get one 50% off. That's the entire store. Go to grip6.com slash stew. It's grip6.com slash stew. Don't miss it. Grip6.com slash stew. It's Friday, so we're going to look at the biggest news of the week. We begin this half hour with Mr. Bill O'Reilly in 60 seconds. All right, let me tell you about Tunnels Towers. This is a foundation that I really, really believe in. These are, these are people really doing great things. Uh, when a first responder or a military service member doesn't come home and young children are involved and left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring their families st- to stability. I don't know if you saw what um, Susan Sarandon said the other day. Normally, I don't notice, but um, she said that the funeral uh, for that fallen police officer in New York was fascistic. I don't even know what these people are talking about anymore. Uh, I mean, I've, I feel like, uh, uh, what's his name uh, from The Princess Bride? You keep using that word. I, I do not think it means what you think it means. Um, this is a group of people that actually appreciate our first responders and our military. If anybody is just catastrophically injured, um, the Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, helping them live more independent lives. It's amazing what they do. And they're also doing Operation Home Base. Tunnel to Towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. We said we were gonna take care of these people. We need to. Forget about the government, let's do it ourselves. If you just donate $11 a month, you can make a huge difference. T 
two, the number two, t.org. That's t2t.org. Mr. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com, the author of Killing the Mob. Uh, Welcome to the program, Bill. How are you? I'm the same, Beck. How are you feeling? (laughs) I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Are you feeling Uh, better? Yeah, I am. Uh, Yeah, I've been fine for a while. We're just in the snow, so. Yeah, you're not too chilly down there? I was going to send you some earmuffs. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little weird uh, to be, you know, trapped with an inch of snow on the ground. But that's, I mean, Dallas is just shut down, shut down. It's yeah, crazy. When I lived in Texas, it was, uh, you know, they got two ice storms uh, and you'd, everybody be sliding around. And yeah. that's just part of the uh, landscape down there. Back. Yeah, so what's on your is. mind today? Well, I want to ask you what the biggest story of the week is. Do you think the biggest story of the week is? Okay, so there are three of them, and you can just choose what you think your audience would like to hear about. President Biden and the police, that's number one. CNN collapsing under the weight of their corruption, Mm -hmm. that's number two. And the astonishing uh, Whoopi Goldberg situation, where she doesn't know really what happened uh, leading up <laughs> the to the Holocaust. Holocaust. Yeah. yeah it's pretty um, okay. astonishing. But I'd all like three to of them t- are important stories. So let's see if we can pack all three of them in. Let's start with uh, headline number one, Biden and the police. Okay, so uh, the big question is, why didn't President Biden come to New York City on Wednesday when the second murdered police officer had his funeral in St. Patrick's Cathedral? Can you answer that? I, uh, they are not for the police. Uh, okay, but he but he was asleep yourself, all day. Yeah, put yourself in uh, the Biden uh, administration, and people are advising him. Top advisor Jill Biden. So, if you were going to come to New York to talk about violent crime, and you arrive on Thursday, the day after the funeral, why would you not go Wednesday when thousands of people were at the funeral? You know, because, or outside. B- because thousands of people might boo, jeer, or blame you. Possible, and that's not a bad explanation. But shouldn't you have the courage? And I don't think that would have happened inside St. Patrick's Cathedral. Remember, he's not going to walk around outside. He's going to mm. get a special entrance. He'll be in so the what's front the, row of the funeral. What's the answer? Here's the answer, Beck, and I'm glad you asked that question. It shows you're still on the game. <laughs> The answer is that he doesn't want to anger, as always, the progressive the left, left, which hates the police and feels that there is a, that, in general, law enforcement is an instrument of racial oppression. So that's why he didn't come, which demonstrates that President Biden is a coward. He didn't do the right thing. He didn't honor the police officer who was murdered when he could have. I think I have that's nev- pretty stunning. I, I've no, I have never seen an administration with such a tin ear and this out of step on every topic. They but are it out isn't of step. a tin ear or out of step. It's by design. They fear the progressive left. Now you can speculate on why they do. But there's no question they fear it. If you look at the open border, if you look at the equity policies by uh, putting 
dividing Americans into skin color and ethnicity and favoring certain groups. These are just things that never happened before in this country, ever. Yet Biden implements them, despite the disaster that unfolds when he has. What do you think uh, is going on? What what is the administration doing um, with Ukraine and Russia? Yesterday, that bizarre exchange from the AP reporter at the Department of State, where the Department of State is just saying, hey, we're releasing some information. Uh, they're going to do a false flag, and they're going to use crisis actors uh, to make it look like Ukraine attacked Russia. And the guy says, wait a minute, what? What evidence do you have of that? Well, I just told you. No, you just told me that you had it. Uh, it was a bizarre exchange. What is going on? Well, first of all, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. I think that U.S. intel and, you know, they surveil Russia's uh, government and they picked up conversations that that was one of the policies they're working on to provide some kind of phony excuse to go in. So I think it's true. Um, I'm not really down on the Biden administration in Ukraine right now. I mean, I think that they're doing what they should do by telling Putin they're going to wreck his economy if he invades Ukraine. That's what it comes down to. And the United States the, is going to lead the movement to wreck the Russian economy, and it will. And that's why and Putin hasn't done it. So you far. don't think you don't think Putin would respond? I mean, now the White House is saying uh, you know, he's going to he's going to hack Putin, into our he's going to oh, hack yeah. into our power grid and banks and everything else. He might, the, he might, but it, look, Putin is out for Putin. He's not out for Russia. He's not out for those people. He's out mm-hmm. for Putin, okay. and there's a lot of danger for Putin here personally. I mean, he's not that popular in a country where the economy is terrible. Russia. Uh, the ruble, and I know you have a lot of rubles, Peck, has lost oh, about 40% of its value since Putin started this insanity. I mean, talk about inflation in the USA. If you got rubles, they're, le- they're worth about 40% less than they were at Christmas. So I'm not down on the Biden administration on Ukraine. I w- I'm a fair man, as you know, and I'm watching what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let's let's change to CNN. This thing, this is madmen for ugly people. I mean, you know, this is crazy. I told my listeners and viewers, vast millions of people all over the world, a year ago, how corrupt this CNN operation was on every level. Right. Because I know them. I know all of them. Okay. And I know how heinous. Jeff Zucker is, as a human being, number one. Remember, he, was, he, and, he and Trump were buddies. And I had a journalist call me the other day, um, and, and he was actually believing all of this nonsense about the affair, and that's why uh, Zucker had to leave, which is the most ridiculous story I've ever heard. Okay? At the most, that's a two-week suspension. Okay, It's not a firing offense. But what Zucker managed to do was just corrupt the whole um, network by hating Trump, who was his buddy at one time. And the reason he did it was because 
he has in his uh, contract an escalator on bonus payments. That means the higher the ratings at CNN go, the more money he makes. And that's standard for for, uh, people who run networks. And he figured out early, if he hated Trump, CNN's ratings would go up. Correct? And that's what happened. So for four years, he got all those bonuses. And then we're talking multi-millions now. Okay. But what he didn't calibrate was, as soon as Trump left office, CNN lost 80% of its viewers because all they were looking for was to hate Trump. So a new company came in and bought CNN. All right? They should have let it go into receivership. Yes. And they'll take over in a few months. They don't want any part of Zucker because they knew, A, that he ruined the network as far as credibility, news credibility is concerned, and B, that he, um, behind the scenes, and not just the Cuomo situation, I mean, that was the lighted fuse, but in all situations, this guy was doing all kinds of things that were unethical in the world of journalism. They knew that. Everybody in the business knows that. And they didn't want him, any part of him. And so they found an excuse that he's fooling around with this woman, which was just an excuse because everybody knew that Beck. Even so, Stu knew it. So, so, but here's the, here's the problem. Um, you know, Cuomo was going after him because they weren't going to pay the $18 million that they owed him. Or, right. you know, he thought they and owed Cuomo him. Cuomo had everything on him. Correct. And uh, so they used that. I mean, I think it's a combination of of both of those. A- AT&T is not going to pay 18 million dollars to Cuomo. And uh, and and somebody's going to have to pay or be fired because it doesn't stop with with uh, Zucker. You also well, have here's what's going to happen. And you have... gonna get, Chris Cuomo is going to get 12 million. OK, I know it. I, I know all this already. He's going to get $12 million. They're going to settle with him. No lawsuit. You shut up, Chris Cuomo. So he'll get 12 out of the 18, which he'll take. Because it'll cost him 3 or $4 million to litigate it, you know, for five years. Um, what's his name? Zucker. He'll get everything. He'll get his full contract paid out. Same deal. You shut up. All right. And but then there'll be when the new owners come in, Malone and Discovery, they won't have that shadow and they'll have to rebuild Beck. They should hire you back. Yeah. You, yeah they chance. should hire you. No, I'm not yeah, serious. Right. Why wouldn't they? You work for them. I don't know how you got you could stand it, but you work for them. I'd, I'd hire never you. Do it. Yeah, I'd never do it. So what do you think Discovery is going to do? Isn't CNN just. It, well, they're going to the, put the Chris brand Wallace, is just Chris Wallace will put will, will get that's number one. Chris Wallace, and then that'll that'll send a signal. Oh, we're back in the journalism game! Yay! Yeah. All right. So that's number one. Then they'll get Brian Williams. Okay, oh he'll go over there. So then they got Chris Wallace. They got Brian Williams. That's mm-hmm. the white white guy limit. Then they got they've reached yeah. their white guy limit. They got two. And then right. they'll hire a bunch of other people, um, you know, that are names that, well, we're back in the journalism business. But is the culture really going to change over there? A little bit. A little bit. No. But not dramatically. 
No. The, the, the culture is way too strong over there for... Yeah, I mean, you'd have to clean house. And where are you going to get the reporters? They're, I mean, you, you can't, you got to go to the tree. You, the barrel yeah, remember, of the universities remember, are horrible. There are, there are a lot of broadcast journalists floating around because everybody's cutting back, cutting back salaries, cutting back this. I mean, CNN offered Gail King a lot of money, more money than she's making at CBS, to go and do uh, the 9 o'clock slot. So they're going to throw money around at people. They'll they'll build a new roster, um, but again, it won't be any more truthful. It yeah, won't be. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm right. not um, hoping for much. Bill, um, I want to change subject. I want to touch on Whoopi, um, but I I really also want to touch on your thoughts on the Olympics start today. We'll get we'll get that from you here in just a second. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Watch him every day. He gives you all of the news without any of the spin. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Our sponsor this half hour is Relief Factor. What is it like walking out that door every day knowing that you're about to face another day living with pain? I, it's hard for me to forget uh, what that was like. Um, However, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point to where I, I don't really remember it because it's been so long since I've been in that kind of pain where, I mean, my hands, especially in this cold, my hands would not have worked at all. Um, and Relief Factor changed it. I tried everything. Relief Factor was the last thing I tried, and it was the should have been the first. It was the last thing I needed to try. Relief Factor, please, if you're living in pain, Try the three-week quick start. It's $19.95. It's a dollar a day, like a trial pack. And hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. About 70% of them go on to order it month after month. Try it for three weeks. If it's not working for you in in the three weeks in any way, it's probably not going to work for you. ReliefFactor.com. $19.95. Call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. Or ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. So I want to make this really clear before we start this. I'm not for Whoopi Goldberg's firing for what she said. I'm, you know, you want to fire her because she's talentless or her ratings suck. That's fine. But not for an opinion, no matter how stupid <laughs> it really is. Uh, so, so, Bill, yes, tell me what's really going on here. Well, the the stunning thing is that the view is under the ABC News banner. Yeah, because That's that because is about Barbara as Walter. far away. I mean, if if that if the view is under ABC News, my question is. Why isn't Celebrity Big Brother under ABC? <laughs> All right. They both have about the same news quotient, right? Right, right. So The View, and, and I, geez, I think I was on The View a dozen times when Barbara Walters mm-hmm. was in charge. You know, I was mm-hmm. over there um, promoting books. So um, you basically have ABC News sponsoring a daily hate fest. Because mm-hmm. that's what it is. It All is. right, Joy Behar. I mean, come on. What she's a, getting paid by ABC News? I, I, I mean, is uh, President Xi of China not available? 
right? Come on. <laughs> it's insane. So that's so, number one. So right. it's a news program, and then you have the lead anchor, Whoopi Goldberg, who I like personally. You know, I don't. Uh, she's I, been. I don't. Yeah, I understand. But for me, over the years, and I've known her for 20 years, I mean, whenever I see her, it's cordial, I kind of thing. But she doesn't know anything, Beck. No, I, I'm very well aware of that. Okay, so she's the lead anchor on an ABC News show who doesn't know anything, and then all of a sudden blurts out that the Holocaust had nothing to do with race because she believes when you use the word race, it only comprises skin color. Well, I mean, that is pretty much what the ADL had changed their definition of racism to. I mean, she was right in line with the new think and well, with the ADL. I don't really care about these pressure groups and what they say. My thing is to Whoopi Goldberg, take an anthropology class on the Internet, okay? <laughs> because if you understand anthropology, and I know you do, you know what race is, how races of people developed from tribes of people when human beings became, quote unquote, more civilized. Okay, that you've got to understand the evolution of the human being to understand race. And then there's the history component where Hitler, you know, established a fictional master race called the Aryans that was in business to eliminate the sub races, which so, were the Jewish tell, people, among others. So yes. tell me, we have one minute left, uh, Bill. Tell me, so what does this say about us? Because this is what our universities are churning out now. She was right in line with our university thought. You know, it, the educational system in America has collapsed along with law enforcement. And that's why we really need to talk about CNN revamping. The United States of America needs to revamp back. You know, there's got to be some kind of baseline of education where we, the people, know certain facts. And you're not going to get them from ABC News and The View. Well, I will tell you this. I am not for the Great Reset, but I wouldn't mind uh, turning the computer on and off, if you will, and restore our factory settings. That was a plug for your best-selling book, right? Great Reset. (laughs) Exactly right. Bill O'Reilly from... copies here, Beck. BillOReilly.com. BillOReilly.com. Thanks, Bill. Talk to you next week. The Glenn Beck Program. Oh, yeah. So let me tell you about LifeLock. I don't know about you, but I'm not a big fan of um, people doing things in my name without my consent, especially if they're literally doing them in my name with my money. Uh, But that's what cyber criminals do. We live in a digital world now, and much of what makes us up as people in society is floating around in the ether. And it is vulnerable and being stolen by cyber criminals. Um, you know, Russia has buildings full of people. China has buildings full, literally skyscrapers um, uh, full of people that are only learning how to hack into uh, U.S. computers. This is why LifeLock is so important. You don't have time. I don't have the knowledge to be able to know, you know, what's floating around. And, you know, if they're putting my stuff together, I don't know. Nobody can prevent it. Nobody can uh, monitor all transactions. But LifeLock is the best guardian for you. They've been around forever, and they have a 25% discount on the first year with the promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK. 
or lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK, save 25%. It's armor for your identity. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to Friday. Um, I wanted to get, I want to get a look uh, at the news from a couple of different people. We just had Bill O'Reilly on. Wanted to get Michael Malice on, uh, especially this week because of the the Communist Olympics that are starting in China. Uh, I think he has, for for reasons we'll explain in a minute. Um, I think he probably has a unique perspective on China. Um, he is the author of the Anarchist uh, Handbook. He is uh, a very, very funny guy. Welcome, Michael. How is how are you? I'm great. Uh, greetings from sunny Austin. Yeah, <laughs> everything's is frozen it cold? here. Is it, and there was, it is frozen. Yeah, there was no food yesterday. It became a situation. That's the one yeah. thing I miss about New York. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. We have about an inch of snow here, and all of Dallas is is shut down. All right, so Michael, yeah. I want to talk to you quickly about the Supreme Court, about what's happening in the UK and France with COVID lockdowns, yeah. uh, and uh, and then China and the Olympics. So we've got about twelve minutes. So let's start with the Supreme Court. Um, sure. I mean, I don't think it's any surprise uh, that President Biden is going to fulfill uh, his campaign promise of nominating a black woman to the Supreme Court. Um, I think it's kind of going to be a wash. Um, in terms of the ideological makeup of the court. And I think it's going to be, and I think there's really no chance he's not going to get his nominee through because you saw Lindsey Graham has already been tripping over himself uh, regarding one of the nominees who's a, a native of South Carolina talk about how wonderful she is. So if there's one thing Republicans can be counted on uh, at all times is to tell the audience how noble and honest the opposing party is. Uh, Lindsey Graham is always first and foremost. That's their job. Uh, Rand yeah. Paul last week uh, had a tweet about how reporters used to be honest and used to tell the news. When? When was this? Spanish-American War? Yeah. What are you talking about? So yeah. it's always been the job, job of Republicans to tell the citizens that the, the media and the left and the Democrats are good, honest people, whereas you're never going to hear that from the opposing side, and that's why the Republicans are, you know, effective pawns uh, of the media establishment. It is, it's really crazy to think that the Republicans started as the ones who bucked the entire system, isn't it? I mean, that... Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah that's, that's a great point. 1856, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. uh, screw this. We're, we're going to be for abolition. Um, we're going to upend this, the peculiar institution that the South has, and now, it, it, I mean, it, when, when did this get bad? Like probably like 1932 when they completely got shellacked by FDR? Yeah, I, I actually I think know. they probably lost their spine after Lincoln. I mean, I think, I think that was the party of Lincoln. He had a spine. Nobody, no other politician has a spine. They get into power and they like it and they keep it, you know? No, no. I don't know if you Teddy Roosevelt certainly had a spine and was a tough cookie. So, well, I, yeah, I, but he wasn't really for window. liberty. Yeah, no, but he was yeah, certainly yeah. tough. He had a spine. I mean, even though yeah, he, yeah, you know, so I don't, I don't understand. Alf Landon certainly didn't. By the time we get to 1936, so 
I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's just pathetic and, and embarrassing. Because do you do you? It's, I just want to think, especially after they went to Kavanaugh, you would think right. you know this decent man who has to go on Fox and talk about when he lost his virginity, just complete humiliation. And now, and Lindsey Graham, you know, shouting and screaming, "I, I, God, I hope you don't ever get power. All y'all want is power." And now, you know, it's it's just it's 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 almost it's embarrassing. Not almost, it is embarrassing. Do you think this uh, that Americans are tired of picking people on race and uh, this whole racist stuff? Do you see this turning? No, not at all. Um, I think oh. it's become much more ingrained in corporate America, which is where so many Americans work. Uh, they right now have something called an um, ESG score, which talks yeah, yeah. about equity, environment, and, and diversity. So people go to government schools, uh, and then they watch uh, corporate media and corporate entertainment, uh, and they go to work in corporate America, and the message everywhere is uh, diversity is important, and people go home and they don't care about politics, so they smile and nod and repeat this. So I don't think it's- they're getting sick of it at all. I think it's getting worse. But I think people who are interested in politics are getting more sick of it. But that's a quite small minority. How stupid were we to go to public education and expect public education to teach us not to trust the government and keep them small? I mean, it's insanity. Let me switch topics. I want to go over to the UK and Boris Johnson. Um, Boris Johnson, I think he stopped all the COVID stuff. Uh, because he was in trouble, and now he's in trouble because he was pulling back on the lockdowns. Are they driving him out? Is he gone? It looks like he's as close to gone as it's possible to be for a prime minister. Just a few days ago, four of his top ministers resigned. Um, he's, a, he's, the, he's the conservative Gavin Newsom, because yeah. while Britain had these lockdowns where they made it illegal for more than two people to meet, which, as you know, defeated COVID forever. And there was no COVID <laughs> as a result of these moves, right? Exactly um, right. He was, ha- he was having keggers at number 10, which is the prime minister's office. Um, so this really kind of speaks, you know, people like Boris Johnson because he was uh, kind of outspoken. He had the crazy hair like Trump. Uh, mm. Americans kind of thought maybe he's a British Trump. He's a hardcore globalist. Um, and this, I think, is as low as it gets that when you're making it illegal for people to say goodbye to mom in the hospital or to have funerals, you're throwing a beer bash at the office. So you but, knew the whole time this was a bunch of crap. If you look at France, uh, Macron has come out and, you know, he said he's going to make anybody who doesn't get the vaccine, um, he's working, and these are his words, to piss them off. That would tell you that he either doesn't want to get reelected or the people of France are pretty much for all of this stuff. Oh, I, mean, I, I think we've seen this in America, what an effective way it is to create an outgroup. I mean, when you are someone who just takes your marching orders from the corporate press, when someone is defiant, this creates a psychological problem for you because now you have to make a choice. And that is something that they're desperate to avoid. There's at least two types of people. There's those who prefer safety over liberty and those who prefer liberty over safety. And in my view, as someone who's for national divorce, there's no reason for these two types to share the same system. It's perfectly uh, no. valid if you want to live in your house and never leave. That's your problem, not mine. Yeah, I, um, I, I think that, um, that that's becoming more and more popular. I don't know how we come back together if you don't agree on the Bill of Rights. 
Let me let me change here quickly because I'd like your perspective. You you know have been over to North Korea. You have studied these re- repressive regimes, um, China and the Olympics. Should we be going? Well, yeah, I think it's. I mean, it's kind of. I'm thinking back to was it 1936? Jesse Owens in Berlin, yeah. uh, kind yeah. of giving Hitler the finger by winning all those races. Uh, I think this right. is really the Olympics have historically been. Uh, especially since the fall of the Soviet Union, a way for China to flout its accomplishments on the world stage. So, yeah, I think we'd go to the belly of the beast and kick their ass and build, bring those gold medals <laughs> back home to the U.S. Absolutely. Right. Uh, you know, I don't know if you saw this, but the one of the stars of the U.S. ski team is now skiing for China. Uh, when, are we, when are we going to admit to ourselves that, China is a pretty evil place with what they're doing to people, and many of our corporations are using slaves, and they don't really care. No, when are we going to say what Reagan said? You know, the people aren't, but the system is just evil. It's just evil, and we're becoming more and more like it every day. Well, yeah, I mean, I made the point that corporate America has done a better job of introducing Maoism into the United States than the Chinese Communist Party ever has. You have these struggle sessions, which for people who don't know, during Mao's reign, you have to get up in front of your peers and denounce yourself and what you did wrong. And they gave you something that they called criticism and self-criticism. And this is exactly right now what you're doing in businesses where you have to stand up, proclaim that you're a racist, uh, defy your privilege, and then everyone has to denounce you. It's straight out of the Maoist textbook. So they're a very evil company, uh, excuse me, country that's not even in dispute. Uh, I'm not a particular fan of the Olympics because that seems to me like this kind of comedy world government gobbledygook. Um, but yeah, they are really our number one adversarial foe. But Glenn, uh, it's going to sound like a joke. I'm much more worried about the federal government than I am about the Chinese government. Oh, no, I am too. I am too. Yeah. I think this this government, I mean, I had a very sane congressman say to me last week uh, that the FBI is the KGB. And I said, he just said it casually. And I was like, excuse me? And I said, would you say that on the air? And he's like, yeah, because it is. He said, we know. We, we're watching them. He said, we see oh. what they're doing. They are the KGB. They, they listen to all our phone calls. And here's another one. Did you know yeah. that? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. When they were torturing people in Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay, they didn't know how to do it. So they had to use KGB manuals. I didn't know that. I haven't heard. Yeah, that. that was part of that CIA, CIA report that got uncovered that, you know, made us it was like, oh, it makes us look so bad. Well, maybe we shouldn't be torturing people in these absurd ways. You know, either that. I mean, I, I am against torture. But if you're going to torture, at least admit it, have the balls to admit it. Yeah, we think it's effective. And here's why it drives me nuts that we say on our high horse, we don't torture. And A, yeah. we do. And B, if we don't, we send them to places like Egypt to torture for us. I mean, it's ridiculous. That, 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 that's ex- and here's another one. You know, I, I spoke with someone who's a former FBI or CIA. I always get them confused. And the thing was, you're not allowed to like look up, let's suppose your ex-girlfriend's Gmail. So what they would do is they call their contact in France and say, hey, oh, yeah. can you check out yeah. this person? They send them here. So these agencies are beyond corrupt and, in my view, beyond redemption. And whatever purpose they may have served, they've gone so beyond. I mean, look what they did with Trump. Um, it's just so beyond the pale. Uh, but again, they're hand in hand with the media. 
So the level of outrage that's appropriate is never going to be reached or not in the near future from the population. Well, I will tell you, I think the truckers have started a um, God bless uh, them. a bottom class. I know a bottom up kind of, uh, you know, middle class revolt, which is crazy because that's what Marxists always want. And they hate this one. They need to shut that. The Marxists who are now elites need to shut that down. It's crazy. And I, I've made this point to conservatives many times. They don't care about transgender people or Muslim immigrants. Whenever the group goes against what they want, overnight they become the villain. And for decades, the labor working class, the unions, the labor, was the backbone of the left. That's the name of the left-wing party in Britain is still the Labor Party. And as soon yeah. as these truckers are like, we don't want to do this, all of a sudden they're Klansmen, which to my understanding wasn't even an organization in the Canada. <laughs> Michael Malice, thank you so much. I appreciate Always it. Always a pleasure, guys. Stay safe. Always Take a pleasure. Care. He is... You should follow him online. He is very, very funny. Um, uh, Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is the Tuttle Twins. Let me ask you a question. You know all of these things that we're fighting daily to try to preserve in the country. The freedoms that we're desperately concerned will erode away from under the tyranny of centralized government. But how did we get here? And how are we really preserving it? If 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 you're fighting in your own way, but you're not teaching the principles and the values um, to your kids and to your grandkids, it doesn't have a chance of lasting. That's why I want you to check out the Tuttle Twins book series. You can get them for your kids and your grandkids. You're going to learn a lot as well, honestly. It's, it's crazy. They have taken the, the, some of the greatest books on freedom and the free market, and they have boiled them down in such a way where you can read them to your you know, six, seven-year-old, and they love the stories that the Tuttle Twins uh, are you know, telling every time and searching for. Um, and it grabs your kids by the imagination through uh, stories that are based on classic and very important foundational American books. Tuttle Twins. They tell the stories that will stick with your kids forever. That's the key. Tuttle Twins, having a great sale right now, 35% discount on their books, plus they're giving away the activity workbooks, no additional cost. These are a must. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids sane in a crazy, crazy socialist world. It is TuttleTwinsBeck.com. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. So the Olympics have already started. It, it, uh, there, are, there are two things that are happening in the opening ceremonies. One is what the Chinese are doing, and one is what M- NBC, how they respond to it, that will make your head explode. Um, you know, I hope you don't watch the Olympics. I hope NBC dies a quick and very expensive and painful death on this. Um, but... Here's what happened in the, in the ratings. Ceremonies. We should be clear. We're talking about the communist. We should we should be clear. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about the Communist Party of China. Yes, so yes. death in the ratings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but actually, yeah. There, so the uh, the um, original or the opening ceremonies are starting up, and you know, of course, Xi has decided to pick a Uyghur 
to co-light the Olympic flame. Now, this is straight-out propaganda. Really the worst type of thing you could this imagine. Is like, there is a this gun is like having to every person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's like Anne Frank is, uh, you know, lighting the torch in 36. <laughs> it is. Right, and they're doing it because they want to uh, act as if they're treating the Uyghurs very well. Look, this pro- position of prominence. And it's mm. the worst-case scenario from everyone who warned that they were going to go after a, a propaganda victory here because they're manipulating the people. Um, but manipulating with our assistance as Savannah Guthrie who, while watching this spectacle of obvious propaganda, said uh, she just characterized it this way. It's an in-your-face response to those Western nations, including the U.S., who have called this Chinese treatment of that group genocide and diplomatically boycotted these games. An in-your-face response? It's propaganda. Everybody knows it's propaganda. And they're winning the propaganda war because of people like Savannah Guthrie who are helping them across the finish line. Of course they are, because NBC is NBC Universal. The Universal wants the movies in China. With a story about 56 Olympics and blood in the water, next. This is the Glenn Beck Program.